quote James Callis, a New Testament scholar. He says 80% of the gospels are about power and authority. Mm. And he goes on to talk about, and you know what has power and authority in in the spiritual realm, in the lives of people? Love. It's the most powerful thing in the universe. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. God is preaching a sermon to the world through people's lives. People's experience, history, and testimonies all point to some amazing attribute of God that you too can experience. I interview revolutionaries, fire starters, and troublemakers. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life. A voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will step into the abundant life. So let's get rolling. Guys, you guys are in for such a treat. I have uh, Michael Thompson back on the show from Zoe Ministries. Thank you for coming back on, Michael. Man, so good to be with you and loved even our, you know, it happens this often, right? You you wish the, re- the re- recording was on when we first logged on, you know, and, yeah. and got to catch up because, um, you know, you've, you've been in my life 15 years, maybe. Yeah, and, right around that had the privilege to be a part of yours and our kids were younger, you know, now they're young in that young adult space and our marriages have not just survived, but had, had beautiful chapters as well. So yeah, man, it's love, love you, bro. love what you're doing and and honored to be here with the uh, kindling fire crowd and, and yeah, look forward to what we get into today. Really. Yeah. I, I, I tell you what, I, I, there's not a lot of times when we, I can have conversations with people that I've walked so closely with. And, uh, for those that have, you know, know a little bit of my story, Michael was key. God used Michael so importantly to help restore my marriage, help restore me, help restore my family. Um, very involved with, with, um, his men's ministry and, and ministry in general and his books. And so, he's a friend he's a mentor he's he's a great cigar buddy yes yeah, i could yeah we should get you outside and we could we could uh we could take this up a notch with yeah know, uh something to puff on but yeah that's for another time but yeah that's true too so so why don't you for those that that don't know you um so introduce a little bit a little bit about yourself a little bit more and uh and then we're going to get into your latest book which i'm super excited uh to talk about thanks um yeah in um probably a former life it feels like now you know troy um my wife and i robin were on staff with campus crusade we met on crusade staff um you know, there's life before that, but coming out of college, um, you know, that's, that's where our lives, uh, intersected. And, um, we did about 17 years plus on staff. So, um, a lot of those years were at Duke university. That's kind of what brought us here. We got married, um, about a year into our dating and then, and that put us, landed us on the campus at Duke and brought us into this area. Um, and yeah, it was great. And then let me just fast forward from my mid twenties to my late thirties, um, 40 years old, you know, you and I both, um, we do owe a lot to, um, a guy, John Eldridge and, and a book he wrote wild at heart. Um, it stirred 
things in us that I would say I, I would I would want to be on record to say it stirred things in us because there were things in us that could be stirred. Amen. You know, and as men, um, promise keepers had a beautiful run. You know, in 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 our lives in our generation, and and it had it, it struck chords with men because there were chords in men that could be struck through promise keepers as God mm-hmm. you know worked through them and. So Eldridge comes along and I, and that was a big deal. And I bring it up as a big deal because it was, it was through that after about five or six, seven years that um, God really, really partnered with, used that time in my life and partnered with John and what he had written to, um, yeah, I think take my, my faith journey on a trajectory that was more, that was just more. More, yeah. more about the resurrection, more about restoration, not that the cross and forgiveness, you know, and sin aren't, aren't real, real components of our, of our faith journey. They are, but, um, I would say this, uh, Troy, instead of taking me, it, it took me from being a, a good boy to a loved boy. Mm. And that was a huge step. You know, nothing wrong. Obedience is really important. Serving is really important, but they're not, they're not central. Central, central is intimacy, being known, um, getting things out of the way of being loved by God, Mm -hmm. uh, perceptions about God that maybe aren't, aren't on the mark. And so that in my late thirties, early forties, and this all happened, bro. In and you know this, I'm just telling your audience, this all happened while I was on staff with Campus Crusade and in seminary, getting a master's in biblical counseling. So there was, there was a lot of crazy things kind of going on and um, and good things. And so, I came out of that rubble in in and kind of moving in this direction that that you often talk about in your on your podcasts and that you. Yeah know uh talk about around circles and you know uh, this idea of having an an intimate encounters and experiences with god not just knowing a lot about him and Mm. um so that's that's in a nutshell we started so about 40 is when we start when i was about 40 we started zoe 2006 so we're yeah we're going going on 16 17 years we had a amazing little, little 15 year celebration a year or so ago just at the just at the end of the covid pandemic and so it's amazing and um and yeah. so because of that you know just to to tie this together one more one more thought is you know so i was enjoying and felt very compelled to create some environments some spaces where men could <laughs> crawl to or, 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 or jump into, um, and that, and that was how we met, you know, there was a, there was a group of men on Wednesday mornings that, um, that we were meeting, uh, right in between Raleigh and Durham and, um, your life and my life intersected in a parking lot that of all places that (laughs) morning, you were, you were there waiting. I was there always a few minutes early to get a few things set up. And there's this guy, man, I can, I can remember it now. It was like a silver, Honda or something. What did you have back then? A Toyota? Uh, who knows? Yeah, it was cold. And, um, and, (laughs) and, and, and Troy was waiting for me because he heard about this group of guys and, and, um, you know, like all of us have chapters and moments where we're, we're desperate, you know, and I was, that happened to be a, a time when Troy was desperate and, um, 
and we walked in that in that building and have been friends since. So yeah, I thought that that's yeah, that, gives, that a, gives our audience a little background. And so it's always a a group, a redemptive community, a crowd of of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's 10, 11 actually now that are day to day, and then there's a a larger group of allies like Troy, and and we have a you know um, the official. 501c3 world of nonprofit, but we really do try to operate as a redemptive fellowship, um, discovering the the goodness of God, uh, understanding the the life of God, life with God is opposed violently, and you know what is it to to walk in that in that 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 love relationship in the midst of a very intense battle for the hearts of uh, of men and women, and so that's. That's kind of how we roll and, um, you know, try to keep that in our, in our bearings as our North, you know, that that's how we want to roll. And then, yeah, encourage and love on as many people as we can along the way. Well, um, you know, no, no fellowship of the heart is perfect. And so, you know, there's always a few bruises along the way. Like, did you just hit me in the, you know, what did you say? (laughs) So anyway, and I've, and I know I've done that some too, but, but yeah, being, being committed to, you know, working it out and, and walking in love. So yeah, that's a little bit about us, a little bit about Zoe. Good. So let me, let me, uh, let me kind of give an outside in perspective. So um, I'll, I'll hit a couple points and then I would just talk about sort of the glory of your life, if you will, uh, okay. which we're going to talk about here. Uh, so one, uh, you do these, uh, uh, you do, you, Zoe does men's retreats called Heart of a Warrior. Yeah. Uh, and you do women's retreats called uh, deepening the deepening weekend deepening weekends. Yeah. And then you do marriage retreats called the redemptive the, weekend, the rendezvous, the rendezvous project. Rendezvous. Yeah. And uh, and you do and you've also authored Search and Rescue, first book, Heart of a yeah. Warrior, second book. And then we're going to be talking about the third book today, King Me. Um, and just about the glory of your life. One of the things that as an outsider and a participant in this community that God has entrusted to you is that it's not just you that's awesome. There are so many people that are awesome that you have been able to gather in a larger community. There's always an open seat. There's always a seat waiting for anybody. And when they said that seat, whoever's on their left or right will just be amazing. They just will be. Uh, and you've created this environment that everybody gets to participate. Everybody gets to play. Everybody gets to shine. And it's just been such a redemptive community that I've learned that term from you. It's a beautiful term. Hopefully, maybe we can pack, unpack it a little bit more. If not, please go to the Zoe yeah. Org website. You have great material on the redemptive community and what that means. But one of the, man... One other thing, and one other thing is that I I mean you've got you're very quotable, but one of the quotes that I remember from you very distinctly is, Hey, if your men's small group isn't ending in friendship, then what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What's your point? What's your purpose? Mm-hmm. And that is such a great kingdom understanding that these things should end up in brotherhood and true mm-hmm. friendship, not platform audience. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. star yeah, yeah. No, no. it's hard to, and it's hard to do right you know yeah, it is hard it, it's do. it's uh but but it can be done at the same time you know yeah so. well you've proven it it can be done in the in the and uh anyway so let 
So man, so we just we just have a little bit of a love fest here, aren't we? <laughs> Bro, romance, no doubt. Romance, man. man. <laughs> so let's let's talk about this new book. So um uh so you the title of the book is called King Me. And I think the place I want to start mm-hmm. is that can be to some people a little esoteric language. Like, what do you mean? Oh, I'm a king, like as in Middle East, <laughs> Middle Ages, or like, yeah. what is there a kingdom version of this? So I'd really love to hear from you just at a kind of at a, a defining terms, like, what do you mean? Yeah. King me, what was what's kingship to you? And then we can get into more of the details. Great question. It's always good to define a few things before you talk about them too much. But, um, you know, for, for me, um, it, I think authors or or writers like you songwriters, you know, there's a journey to their lives and and what they tend to write about poets, you know, any, anybody who's trying, attempting, you know, anything creative or the arts, if you're cooking, you know, your cooking should get better and, and it reflects you. It has a reflection of you. And so this is a, this is true for King me. There's a, there's a reflection of this book about my journey and where I am at 58 be 59 this year 2023 and so um and and it, it's an exploration into the masculine journey primarily and the stage that would be identified as the king stage uh men in their 40s to uh, maybe mid 60s and there's a pinnacle to life, which might be the elder sage stage. That's the pinnacle to life. But there's a pinnacle to the masculine journey when in this stage of king, the king stage, men have worked hard, you know, not primarily uh, worked hard. They've they've got influence. They've got a kingdom. And, and Dallas Willard talks about a kingdom is where your will is done mm-hmm. where you your will is expressed where you can bring you know who you are what what and what you are is is kind of on display in in that space and it affects people mm-hmm. and so you know on the landscape of of the planet right now um you might could say one of the reasons king me got written is because there's a there's a real shortage of good kings. Hmm. That, that, that's not the reason, but it could be a reason why, you know, um, writing about redemption and, and and restoration and healing and training and what does that look like along the masculine journey for a man? Because it's not a matter of if you if you if you might get hit or you might get hurt or you might be wounded. It's a it's guaranteed. Jesus was very clear on that. The disciples are clear on that. You will have trouble. You know, you you will be betrayed. You will be hurt. Um, and even our family of origin, you know, that that's enough there just, just to lend itself to most people. That's as far as they need to go. Like, oh, yeah, my mom left or my dad left or, you know, no, my parents stayed together, but it was not good or you know, step kids and step families. And, 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 and that's not to indict any of that. I'm just saying that there's, there's a lot of spaces for people in this fallen world to be hurt. And so therefore there's, there's, 
need for people to be healed and restored. And, and I think that's something that God actually specializes in. And so King Me is this idea, and you know the checker game. I mean, we all do that. That's kind of the expression. You get to the, you navigate the board and you have an opponent, you have an adversary in some ways, and and you're navigating and trying to get to a certain position where there's this validating moment where you become a different piece, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you have this, I've, I've got to this place. It's King me, you know, and it's, I, I would probably say that the, the language is more of a request than it is a demand, honestly, you know, that we, as men, we, we long to be and, and desire to be validated and initiated and if we're honest, Troy, you know, we were talking before we turned things on, you know, we're in, we're in a stage, we're in days of your in my life where we've never been before with cat, yeah. with Robin, with our children, we've never been here before. So there's always, always, you know, uh, this, this ongoing need to, to do it well, um, to, to love, to protect how we uniquely bear God's image, I think, as men in, in the masculine gender, masculine image bearers, if you will. Um, and and what is what does that training look like? You know, who taught us to be men? You know, was it other boys? You know, was it was it was it culture? And and yet all the way full circle now to when you look at the original job description in the garden, God creates and then he shares creation he shares this and he entrusts parts of creation literally to adam and eve and he says now now reign and rule Hmm. now reign and rule but you're, you're in charge take care of things take care of each other love each other and so it's in our DNA, it's in the original job description, and I think it's in our desire now. If if Gary Barkalo, our friend, taught us anything, right, there was there was one thing that I'll never forget, that desire um, has a way of, of reflecting design, and design has a way of reflecting desire. So when you ask men, what do they really want? And you sometimes have to drill down in this because, you know, some want a motorcycle, some want a Corvette, some want a truck, some want, right. some want a new job. But when, but why do you want that new job? Because I want to, I want to provide for my family. I want to, I want to provide better. You know, I want to uh, protect them. I want a more reliable car, you know? So I, there's, there's a lot of ways to kind of dive down deeper into what, what we desire as men. We, we, I mean, this is, this is in all the marriage books, you know, this is, uh, to be, to be seen, to be, to be respected. You know, we didn't make that stuff up. It's, it's in, it's in there. And, and so, you know, this, this idea of, of, um, even God, the idea that God would respect us with will, free will, choice, creativity, you know, um, yes, this is a fallen world and our kingdoms are under siege, you know, small K king, small K king, the Mangum kingdom, right. the Thompson kingdom. And I've inherited some of that, some of it good, some of it not good. And so when we think about 
King, we're, we're talking about, um, you know, a kind of a, a figure of speech, but also it has some literal reality to, um, you know, how will you reign and rule? How yeah. will you progress to this stage? Because it's a linear movement, and yet it, it's in you to become that. And, and I go in, in the book, you know, you can go into Israel and Judah, and, and you can look at what, um, you know, how, how that went for what a good king was, was a king who walked with God. You know, other the kings that weren't good, you know, they they tried to protect, provide and protect for themselves. Yeah. And so those are just some things that um I began to explore in my own journey. And the last little piece that I would say is has been true. Um, I was I was coming to understand how Troy, there's this biblical reality it's a pretty it's actually once you start seeing it it's it's a very vivid thread it's not it's not hidden it's it's a pretty vivid thread through the theological um tapestry of things and that is that the scriptures talk a lot about power and authority mm -hmm. so there's your, your you rule and you reign with power and authority we're image bearers. That's what that's what God does. That's what Jesus did, and he's and Jesus is so kind and good and loving, and yet he is strong, hmm. and and he is um, he is committed, right to to the Father and to the mission of redemption and restoration. And so, when I think about our our part in. And, and that's a good word for it, partaking in his power and authority. And you see this in the scriptures. Jesus gave us, he sends out, he sends out his friends. Right. Right. He 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 gives them his his power and gives them authority. And then they go and he says, Go, I want you to go do what I do. I want you to go heal the sick, tend to the brokenhearted. And by the way, any demons you run across, I want you to take care of them too. They've seen him do it. They've watched it. Now he's going to empower them with his power and authority. And he says, vine and branches, you stay linked to me. You stay connected to me. And this is how this is how we're going to go. So they come back after the scrimmage and they report back, you know, come back in pairs and they come back and say, oh, my gosh, Jesus, that was so cool. We got to do what you do. And yeah. Jesus, says, what does Jesus say, Troy? Yeah, he that I love this. He basically says, "Do not rejoice that Satan fell from you know yep. fell like you a light, cast out demons and all that." But right. do not yeah. rejoice in that, but rejoice that your name's been written in the Lamb's Book of Life, which is about belonging, not not what you can do. It's about who you are, and that's where your doing comes from. Yep. Your it's the belonging and the identity, and so. Jesus is basically saying in that moment, this is, you know, this is going to work. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to distribute to you, my friends, my power and authority. And that's men, women, you know, his, his followers, his image bearers. And yes, you're going to have to learn how to do this. You're going to have to learn how to do it. It's like anything else. Hmm. You're going to have to learn how to do this. And you're going to have to unlearn some other things. Peter, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you're gonna Troy, and, and Michael. What, yeah, and that's what we, you know, I think there's something about the chosen that we all love when we see these guys 
and and they're not they're not the knuckleheads that sometimes they're portrayed to be. We we're endeared by Matthew and and and, and Luke and yeah, they did a fantastic. You know, and these are these are people who are learning. Oh my gosh, this is who he is. This is what he does. And and we're the same people, you know, that we're learning. This is oh my gosh, this is what. You, so so Kimi's Kimi's a bit of an expression of you know, where I'm at on my journey and and the opportunity to, uh, I think his name is Ka James Callis. I quote James Callis, a New Testament scholar. He says, 80% of the gospels are about power and authority. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And it is amazing. It is amazing. And And he goes on to talk about, and you know what has power and authority? in in the spiritual realm in the lives of people love it's the most powerful thing in the universe so you start to bring drop love in there and 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 love one another and the power of that and the ways in which we can wield the the love of god in us and through us you, you start to 80 percent maybe is reachable you know and how and how this looks and and jesus was very much about remember when that when the pharisees are are creating this little ruckus, this rumor, this idea that, you know, well, Jesus, by what power and authority do you do this? And they answer their own question. Well, Beelzebub, you know, the devil, or I mean, he he does this. And Jesus says, wait a minute. That makes no sense at all. You guys are reaching for straws, man. That what kingdom would stand that would try to destroy itself by, you know, that you, you got you got it all wrong. I, and and this starts to point towards the trajectory of you know his sonship and who he is in the kingdom because he is the king of kings right and so and that's another part you know he's the king of kings and and we're the small k kings yeah and that's so good. so those are those are just tenants and places that um i know i wanted to look at jesus's life because if we don't have jesus right the first part of the first chapters if we don't have jesus right it's going to be really challenging for us to get right yeah i love that the title the yeah. king of kings and and who are the kings yeah. so th the thing that i that's like in the back of my mind through what everything you're saying is that famous dallas willard quote and that is what is the chief matter what the chief purpose of god or the chief matter can you do you know the one i'm referring to about being entrusted with his power yeah uh see if that, i can yeah the primary work of god i'm par i'm giving a it's close pretty close paraphrase but the yeah. primary work of god is finding men and women whom he can entrust his power and authority hmm. and and the primary story of men and women is having power and authority and not wielding it well. Yeah. And, and it seems that this book is a guidance, not mm -hmm. only to, 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 to effectively people that the Lord is wanting to do just that and yeah. to be able to handle that gift yeah. in a way that honors God and yeah. helps others. Yeah. Right. It doesn't That's destroy great. them or your, all your issues now get disseminated to everybody else. And they all now have to, deal with your things that have been unresolved in your life and all the other things right yeah 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 and and the opportunity you know when you said that you know i thought about in in my life and robin's you know 
we're, we're in our fifth, late fifties now. She, she would not want me to say that, but I would say, you know, we, and what you made me think of Troy was the, the need to reclaim, reclaim some things that have been lost mm. or stolen, yeah. you know, re- reclaim some territory with our, with our children, reclaim some territory that even, even with our, some of our beliefs about ourselves, mm. um, you know, and, and the critic that we live with and, 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 and the accuser that that comes at us and the false self that is is not good you know but we all have one yeah and and so so the book has some very important kind of how to how to take back lost ground and um you know this 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 idea one more um piece is you know if if what jesus did and is doing is in order to free us, right? Galatians 5, 1, it is for freedom that Christ came. You know, the question really is, why aren't more of us free? Or how many of us are really experiencing um, God in a way that, that though we're in this place, and though we contend with some things, we're, we, we are living in a freedom. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so there's, you know, uh, ultimately, you know, there's, there's several chapters that are, that are kind of coming at that from some different places and along and, and then along the masculine journey, which is, you know, about a third of the book is, is kind of breaking down the decades of a man of a man's life and, um, and yeah, how it should have gone and, and and how it could go wrong and and hopefully yeah. giving men an opportunity to see what answer the question well what happened to you you know what like what happened hmm. so, so i i think that uh, i'll make a statement and then i'm gonna i'm gonna point uh something the, the listeners to a quote in your book and I, I want you to have to respond but the statement is that People's view of freedom is, oh, right, you're on in Hawaii at the beach. You're free, mm-hmm. right? You don't have your cell phone. You're in a nirvanic kind of a free state. But the Lord says, I'm going to put you in the hottest part of the battle. Yeah. Leading this, a troop of people yeah. in great dire situations. Yeah. And I'm going to show you that you can be free. You, know. you don't have to be sitting on a beach being free and, and yeah. you don't, or to have hope or to have light or, and, and so much of our view of God is create a nice environment for me. Then I'll believe all your promises. And God's like, my promises are revealed in sometimes like the hottest part of the fire or the, or the tip of the spear in battle. Yeah. That's yeah. where you yeah. see these things in reality. Yeah, I'm I'm far I think God would I don't want to say what God would say but it feels <laughs> like it feels like I'm you know God would would say through and 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 what he is saying and has been saying to me I think is I'm I'm far more concerned about you know kind of the condition of your heart mind mm-hmm. body and soul than I am your comfort and 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 freedom happens you know it, it has to be defended you know Proverbs 423 um, above all else, guard your heart. I mean, the language is there, Troy, for sure. That um, freedom is 
you know, it's, it's, it's living freely and then operating that in that freedom in the war that we're in over the, over the hearts, minds of, of men and women. And there's it, there's an accuser, there's a deceiver, there's a father of lies. Yeah. How, how is that operationally working? And if you don't have that orientation, you know, then, and, and don't understand how that works, which we try to get into a little bit in the book. And we, we really, that was what we, why we wrote heart of a warrior was to really kind of bolster, um, you know, the, the reality that in, in a war, you, you need oriented men and women, warriors and warrior princesses, you know, men and women who know how to handle themselves um, because they've been well-trained at, at a level of identity, because that's where the enemy always wants to attack, you know? Amen. And it's so important for good Kings because discipleship is usually modeled. Amen. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. So man, that's and, the fruit and the result and the beauty. Oh, yeah. All of that. And I think that's why we have such a challenge right now. in as men in, in the world of masculinity, I think it's been unfortunately earned in, in, very difficult ways. I'm not really talking about uh, toxic masculinity right now, or um, yeah, what I, what I'm trying to get at is, you know, we've, we've had a few, we've had enough examples modeled in the church, outside the church, you know, men are in the headlines and it's not, it's often not good. Mm -hmm. you know, what, what they're choosing, what they're doing, what's using them, you know, how they're using and, 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 and it's a, and, and what, what would it look like to see the landscape of men healed and trained so that they could be the models for um, younger men and this, and this legacy, because it's not a matter of if there's legacy, it's just a matter of what kind. Yeah. Amen. And, and, and what is being bestowed, what is being passed down what is what are younger boys doing? What how are they looking uh, at men and masculinity? And is there any intentionality whatsoever at those in the warriors and kings and elder sage stage? Is there any intentionality towards the boys and the explorers, the younger? Is there any intentionality, Troy? And I think we've we can answer that question by no. There's really not. It's way too accidental and incidental you know it's so great is that in micah uh i think it's micah or malachi it talks about you know at the end of the age um the spirit of elijah will come and the hearts of the fathers will turn towards the children and the children hearts of the children will turn towards the father there is a natural attraction in both directions in the kingdom of god that god mm -hmm. will inspire yeah. and the world says i got mine screw you good luck. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to do my thing with the money that I've obtained and I really don't care. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the young people are like, We're, I guess I'm just on my, you know, this, it's a very caustic, combative, uncaring um, environment for the multi-generations, yeah. but good Kings raised by our good King, the King of Kings care about yeah. the impact and their decisions and the effects on others. So, yeah. So, well, look, I'm going to, okay. I want to, I want to say, uh, give you this, this incredibly wonderful quote from Michael. Um, it's in chapter 14 of his new book, King Me, 
called The Glory of the King, and here's what he says. He says, the main purpose of a good king is to love and lead, protect and provide, to help others come to Jesus for their healing and training, and in partnership with God to offer the glory of your life in order to validate and initiate others into the glory of theirs. <laughs> that is the most wonderfully comprehensive statement <laughs> uh, about encapsulating what a good king could be. And maybe if you could just respond to that, uh, particularly the last part where it talks about offering the glory of your life in order to validate and initiate others into the glory of theirs. I mean, that's a wonderful statement. Yeah, there's, I, I think I've, I'm I'm 95% sure that's that's a later statement. There's a couple hundred pages before that. Oh yeah, it's, a, it's chapter 14. It's like okay. right at the yeah. end. Yeah. And so, you know, hopefully I've earned the right uh, after 200 and some pages to then to say, okay, this, you know, let, yeah. Let's stop here and and put the map down and just kind of look out over the over the landscape and and do you see now that that all this restoration and the healing and and introducing you to your goodness and then inviting that goodness into this battle into the game this is this is all this is all for others and and that's and and when you come to that place. And you understand, um, you know, the small G glory of your life, you know, that's really the, the result of discovering who I am to Jesus. What does the father in heaven say about me? What do they, what does the Trinity think about me? Mm. You know, and, and a lot of us have a story that tells us, you know, well, they're really not that happy with you. <laughs> so right. That's not good, you know, but when they, how 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 affectionate you know is a god who who's in love with you and what does that look like in in raising you and raising you up or or helping recover and restore parts of us that somehow got um hurt and and um yeah diminished or accused wounded along the way and so yeah that glory piece is is um is kind of a, a little deeper dip, if you will, into we bear his image. God has a glory. There's there's a there's a weightiness. Glory is defined in the scriptures as synonyms like weightiness, splendor, um, the effect of something, right? Um, you know, I, I'm looking at your your I could pick uh, the pictures behind you. <laughs> no, they they all tell some story and and I'm just guessing because they're pictures that you love, they represent something about you mm -hmm. and why you love them. So there's a glory to those pictures. There's a weightiness to those pictures. There's an expression. There's an effect that those pictures have on you and you would have to talk about them. You know, um, a cardinal, a robin, you know, in your, in your pictures. Yeah. So, so that's what I mean by glory. You, Troy, you have a glory. You talked, you talked about that. You mentioned it earlier in the, um, at the beginning of the show, um, of the podcast. And so, yeah, but most, most image bearers, most Christ followers, their glory has been hijacked along the way. That's what the enemy's after that you not come into freedom and the ability 
to operate in, in intimacy with God and loving others. Yeah. Amen. So let me, I'm going to give a testimony and we're okay. going to have to wrap up here. Here's okay. a testimony. I'm going to take this picture off the wall. What you see here is a, a warrior sword and um, with a, a search and rescue bag, which is from his first book, search and rescue. And all these little white cards here are prayer cards. And this was uh, when I was an intercessor warrior at a Heart of a Warrior uh, retreat. I'm going to give you a practical example. Michael, in the glory of his life as a king, creates an environment where other people can participate. I participated as an intercessor yeah. at this event at yeah. Heart of a Warrior. And there's a sword and prayer cards. And you know what we're doing? We are fighting on behalf of of these men that are having destroyed marriages, addictions to pornography, addictions to drugs, wayward children, suicidal thoughts, you know, all these things that take out men. And in in the environment that Michael created, I got to fight, which is one of the favorite things I love to do. I love to fight. I love to fight the devil and I like to beat him in the name of Jesus. And I was able to do that at this event. And so that's a good example of a king, right? You create a king, create an environment for me to thrive in my glory, which was to be a warrior. Um, and, and it, you know, and so, yeah, it's one of my key pictures because it's, it, it was such a, that's why I love David so much. Cause he's such a fighter. Right. Uh, and that's like, that's why I was so like, because we were like-minded in that way. We we're like, yes, let's fight. And we did yeah. in prayer and it was so fun. So anyway. Yeah, and, and I think about, you know, that, that picture and, and other, other things that can be representative. I mean, you know, there was a, cer there's a ceremony and this is a, a bit of what we're after, right? That here, here's a sword that's bestowed to you. Here's a sword that's given to you that, you know, yeah, we don't we don't charge the fields of Bannockburg with Wallace and, and 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 swing a sword, but there's a there's an image, there's a representation, there's an empowering you, you know, that says, you know, it's it's time for you to wield a sword. And so here's men, other men, and 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 I've seen ceremonies where families, wives, you know, give a man this this um token this weapon this token that just says you've earned this you know mm. and, and and you're you're qualified and we need you to wield this so i think you know when it when it comes to validating and and encouraging imparting courage you know the masculine heart the feminine heart too um there there needs to be ceremonies Mm, I know, I know what, I know what you have, you know, been working hard to create for the hearts of younger men that, that invite them, that encourage them. And there's moments where you're inviting them up, but there's other times when the ceremony is about you, you've made it, you, you know, we want to recognize yeah. mm -hmm. it's time to recognize that you do have what it takes we see you and to speak words of validation over that we that's how we partner with god for the healing the restoration i mean so many i got one quick story can i tell one quick story yeah let's we'll wrap it up with this one 
how powerful this whole idea is. So a couple of years ago, um, I, we were at a conference, we were at a heart of a warrior encounter and, um, and it was the opening night, uh, Thursday night. And it's just the welcome, Troy, you've been, you've, you've been to many of them on the, on the, on the intercessor team and you've brought men. And so there's a lot of guys. I mean, it's gotten to be a pretty good size event, you know, 400 guys. And, um, and so I'm welcoming, welcoming them. It's Thursday. That's a travel day. We're going to set a few things in motion, but I knew, and I always know how hard it is for the men to get there. Most men don't skip into weekend encounters like that. There's something that usually comes up against them. And, and, and there's a handful, two or three handfuls of men that come by themselves. They come alone. They're not coming in, a, in a, with a group of guys and they're not flying in with three or four buddies from, you know, somewhere. So I was talking about that. And I just said, I said this, I said, you know, I know, I know this weekend comes at a, at a price there. And maybe some of you have been paying it for years. Maybe your, your family's having to pay a price since you're away. You know, th even this weekend, some of you have, you know, put, put the retreat on a, on a card and, and you might even be on partial scholarship, you know, but I want you to know, I want you to know how proud I am of you for being here and let it, you just let it set there for a couple seconds. And then, so here's, what's going to happen this weekend, you know, and then I go on. So it's a, you know, hour long beginning yeah. So this guy from Nebraska who comes by himself, I find out he is beelining it to me. And that's usually not a good sign early. <laughs> it may not be a good sign. You know, somebody's coming at you and wanting to, you know, get a, get a, you know, get a piece of your, of your time. And, and so, but he, he came up to me. And he started to, he started to talk and just started to cry, just started to just cry. And I was like, oh, oh, bud, what, what's up? He said, I have never heard the words. I'm proud of you. Ever. You don't know what that meant to me. You don't know God. It was like God was saying to me, I, I, I see you. I'm proud of you. I never heard that. I did not even know how much I wanted to hear that till you said that. And I could say with, you know, a big grin, I said, well, buddy, you're in the right place. <laughs> Stick around. You know, he said, I could go home. He drove 20 hours. He drove from Nebraska to come to that conference. So I, it was a cost. It was a price, but he had read a book. He had, he had read a book that stirred him. Yeah, and all of that. Do, do you, to think about all that had to be arranged for that moment. For that moment, and um, and and I meant it. I I was proud of those guys, you know, because I've been those guys. I am that guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, that kind of validating. Some ceremonies are planned. You get a card. It's going to start at seven, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do yeah. this thing for for John or Bill or Troy, but in the kingdom, there are some ceremonies that you don't, you don't have any idea what's being arranged on your back. Man, that's a good story because men 
desperately need to hear it and they desperately need to be in a position where they can receive it as the Lord wants to give it to them. And that he was prepared knowing all that he had done and all that. And so the Lord had already tenderized his heart and he was like, now I'm going to give you a wonderful gift of a father's love. Mm-hmm. And all men need that. And Amen. I guess the 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 good news is it's available. Guy. It's available. It's and, available. You, and you may very well, very well have to fight for it. You know that, Troy. Yeah, you know, amen. It may, it may require um, something of you. It doesn't just come in the mail as a That's, surprise yeah. package. You know, there are, there are a few, there's a few that happen that way. But um, yeah, I, I, Mm, that was good. what you said yeah that's so good well michael thank you so much i i knew this was going to be a great conversation yeah i'm sorry <laughs> about the battery i'm i'm now i'm juiced up again and you know uh, now it's for round two and three and four and, you know, <laughs> and i know i know we could go there but um yeah yeah it, it thank you for even wanting to talk about you know king me it'll be out in march sometime okay. um you know amazon's going to have it and other retailers and um, you know, I feel like this is, um, yeah, this is just one of those, um, you know, as you've, as you've written from your story and your walk with God, you're just hopeful. You're uh, of course. vulnerability and a hopefulness that, that, it, that it would encourage somebody that somebody would, um, find it at the right time. It would find them, you know, so I appreciate you letting us, you know, you want to talk about it and, oh yeah kind of throw it out there. So, yeah. So in the, in the meantime, if people want to know more about your ministry and et cetera, I believe they can go to Zoe, Z-O-W-H. Yep. Z-O-W-E-H. Right. And, and hear all the wonderful things that God's doing through Michael and, and the team. So. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome. Story. Yep. yep. You're you, a man. good man. You're a good King, bro. Yep. <laughs> hang it, hang on. Hang I receive on it. it. All right. I receive it. Good. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to connect, go over to Instagram, search Troy Mangum or The Kindling Fire, and we can connect there, and that would be a great way to kind of stay in touch. I am doing a YouTube channel, so we do video formats of these podcasts, and we'd love to have you look there. Okay guys, until next time, be awesome.